and welcome everybody to episode 27 of the Screen Blend podcast. I am your co-host Wilcuts and joined on the other end of the line is the drop dead gorgeous Mr. Jack Mason. How are you sir? Good, thank you, mate. Yeah, episode twenty-seven. We're losing track of what episode we're up to now. Yeah, I don't we're know. If it's... Officially, uh, official podcast. You know, once the podcast gets to twenty-seven episodes, uh, you know we're in it for the long haul. That's the podcasters uh, guild of Australia, isn't it? They officially give yeah. that out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So I thought again, we're on Zoom, I, mate. I really prefer to do this in um, a room together. Get a bit more banter, I feel. But at the moment, we have to be still a little apart because our calendars are busy uh recording today we're going to be talking regarding um our movies we're most looking forward to at the end of uh 2020 now again if you're listening to this in a month or two shit may have changed because everything's moving anyway so there is a lot of news to come out um at the moment too but uh, obviously dune trailer um i actually uh just purchased just before judd's the book off amazon because i thought i'd give it a read i've purchased a lot of books in 2020 haven't read any of them so they're just going to sit there collecting dust but i feel like i should on this one um so there's a fair amount of amount of news and stuff we want to talk about uh as things continue to push through i feel like as less news sort of comes more actors and stories are slowly drip feeding out because people just seem to be interviewing all these people these days and then anything becomes news and it starts bubbling away so that's what tweet or something it becomes mainstream news so So, like the daisy ridley stuff about star wars this week no one's talking Spoke about Star Wars in months, and now it's all Star Wars shit. So, as always, you can follow us um, at screen underscore blend on the Instagram. Go to the website at screenblend.net um, to have a look at the stuff there. Follow us on various podcast feeds. So, if you're listening to this, yeah. just click subscribe um, and you know, give us a review. At the start of the episode, though, so start of the episode, go, great start, can't wait to listen to the rest. That's what I'd like you to do. <laughs> um, and then and then we push up for that. I'm feeling really energetic now, Jads, though, even though I feel like I'm Good. half asleep. Um, but also, just a bit weird, weather chat, we forgot that really early on, normally I ask you, it's a bit warmer in SA at the moment, feel like I might have got a little burnt from the beach this morning, how's it out Springfield Way? Uh, Springfield Way, <laughs> um, no it's good, it's uh, very sunny, warm, spring has definitely, definitely begun. Yeah, yeah spring has sprung, so it has. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it has. as, as we, uh, we'll just push on now to the first bits of news. We're just going to bounce off each other and then we'll go into later our, our top movies to finish the year. But the first thing I want to chat about is, well, what episode was it? Episode three or four, uh, our Mission Impossible rankings. Oh, that was episode four. Four, good work, Jads. So yeah, uh, you, you. you can find out uh, on various little spots on the internet and just give it a search, your Twitters, uh, on Googles. Mission Impossible 7 um, has started filming and it's back again. Now, we've always spoken about what Tom Cruise stunts are going to do. And have you seen the latest stunt, Chads? I have. He just gets he keeps getting crazy and crazy. Yeah. He might be dead by the doing the second half of so, uh, this movie, but looks good. Is he literally riding a bike off that thing and then where's he going from there? What's like I believe he's falling down and parachuting down. So he's on a motorcycle going really, really high up this massive, I don't know, hill ramp. And then he pretty much essentially jumps off and the bike falls and he parachutes downwards, I believe. God, this man is ridiculous. So I'm guessing there yeah. might be some sort of CGI for this where he just rides off because it's not going to be a ramp there. I reckon they'll CGI that part. Yeah. And then it will be him coming off. This man is bloody ridiculous because I looked at it and I'm like... So Cruise was followed by drone helicopters, um, but it's just insane because I don't think he's got any. There's no rope there, is there? Because he's just parachuted off himself. Like normal guy, yes, but Tom Cruise, no, no. So like he's just Sorry. done this all himself. Like this is 100. percent He's done it himself, correct? Correct. Yeah. Well, he always has, and yeah, he's taking it to the next level again. Far out. This man's ridiculous. Soon he will jump out of space. Like, just so again, the the level of excitement for this just to at least see it um, starting filming. But do you reckon they deliberately do these stunts early? Like, if it goes wrong, it's like, okay, let's not worry about the movie. We've done the stunt early. It hasn't paid off. Tom's done. Or he's broken his ankle yeah, again. Like just the in la- case he dies and they have they film the rest of the production like, shit, well, he's dead. He can't promote it anymore. Yeah. Um, at least they've got the main stunt out. And I feel like Tom Cruise, you know, has to work up for it. And then he's like, well, the rest of the movie's easy now. Yeah. I've done the number one biggest stunt of the film. So something like that. Now yeah, I've just got to write. Now I've just got to run like a lot. Get my cardio yeah. up. 
So uh, no, yeah. I, I thought that one was an interesting one. Again, everyone go have a look at it. It's it's on Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff. Just search it and you'll be able to find the stunt somewhere. Yeah, it's like doing a heavyweight session and realizing oh, I've only got cardio for the rest of it. I yeah. can definitely pull this out. Yeah, easy. Um, yeah, it, it, he is ridiculously crazy. Uh, you've got a bit of news. Uh, anyway, Jads, we'll just bounce off each other. Yeah, yeah. So um, as we said a couple of weeks ago, Scream 5 was bringing back Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Um, but now the final part of it is complete. And Neve Campbell, uh, who is the main face of Scream, essentially, is coming back for Scream 5 as well. So we'll have all three original casts uh, now in this uh, new film, which is coming out uh, early next year, which is really exciting because I think the whole time everyone was on well, where's Sydney Prescott? You know, yeah. it's you kind of two of the main cast out of three, but now it's official and she's back for number five, which is great. So, again, typically, and she's not really in much. Is she? So if you're her agent, um, so last big stuff, she was in a fair amount of, in TV land, uh, a bit of House of Cards. Last thing I, I remember her in was Skyscraper. Uh, the other stuff's not great. But you're her agent. You get a call from the Scream guys and all the guys saying, or girl, is going, oh, hi, Joe Bloggs. Um, it's the team here from Scream. We're doing a Scream 5. If I'm the agent, I'm going, we're in. I don't even care. Get her. <laughs> like, uh, or is it like you're going the other way with negotiations and going like, oh, I don't know if she's interested. Like, we might need a fair amount of cash to come back. Like, yeah. but then like you can't really do Scream 5 without her. Her schedule's really busy. Then they're like, <laughs> she's actually not in anything. I'm doing all these hand gestures forgetting that no one's going to see these. Um, but that, that's what I'm looking at now and I'm just like, What's really good? Like, she has to come back. She's doing nothing else. Yeah, she hasn't been a whole lot since Scream 4. So, yeah, if I was an agent, you know, offering a few mil, you know, yeah. while she's not doing much, I yeah, I'm surprised it's been, you know, this late into production. They're finally announcing her that she's starring in it. So, yeah, definite for her. I don't know why she wouldn't. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, again, like I think I said a couple of weeks earlier on, on this one, I'm sort of not overly excited, but I'll watch it. And uh, it's sort of just your popcorn flick that you really can't, like, you don't have to think about what's also very exciting sometimes. So um, your thoughts, Mr. Mace? Yeah, well, well, yeah, I'm keen. I mean, once again, I think Scream 4 was almost going for a reboot. You know, yeah. the la- that was going to be the last one with these three original cast members. But if it's, you know, if they're still going to bring in more money, you know, yeah. what, 10 years later since number four, then throw them all in again and see how much cash they can reel in. It's yeah. a money-making franchise, these horror films, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, how many more? How many times can you have a guy from their past with a mask on going around stabbing people? Like, you know, really? Like five times? Maybe, maybe seven films. I don't know. Maybe they take yeah, them maybe, to space. Maybe, maybe they cross over with Fast and the Furious at some point. I don't know. You, maybe they have a yeah, Vin Diesel cameo. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, next thing for me, we haven't really spoken much on Star Wars on this podcast because really we're not that – like, are you a massive Star Wars fan? Is that a – like – or, I think uh, you would say I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. I'm I'm there, I will see them all. I'm interested in the lore, but there's so much shit. There's, there's better podcasts to listen to if you want to talk Star Wars. But again, this is an interesting one for me from a film perspective is Daisy Ridley has come out in um, some interview or whatever and spoken about the fact that Ray was originally a Kenobi in Rise of Skywalker. So I know, and this is when all the geeks online start going, like, Disney had no plan. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. They changed it. So apparently this is a quote. Uh, so I'll just get the quote here, and then we can discuss after, Chads. At the beginning, uh, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection, Ridley said. There were different versions, and it was really, uh, and then it really went to she was no one. Then it came to episode nine, and JJ pitched me a film, and I was like, oh, Palpatine's granddaddy. Um, I was like, awesome. Then two weeks later, he was like, oh, not sure. So we keep changing. And so even when we were filming, I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. So for me, the first thing I take from that is like a typical Marvel sort of thing where we don't tell people what's going on. But it was clear that this year, it wasn't like with Marvel where it's like, we're not going to tell everyone what it is. You're just going to do the scenes. And then on the editing floor, we're going to connect it together. Or when you film, we're going to release this for you. This was like, we have no idea really what's going on. And as we're making this movie, we're going to make a decision. Um, again, what was your thoughts on this this film itself? And how did this play out for you in a way um, regarding it? You were disappointed this way too. Like, what's your thoughts? 
Well, I think everyone knows that Kathleen Kennedy, you know, did play a large role in how connective the connective tissue between this new trilogy and how none of it really came together as much as it should have, especially, you know, seeing the, um, uh, you know, The Force yeah. Awakens was so well done. But at the end of the day, I think no one would have been happy with regardless of Ray's lineage, you yeah. know, whether it was Palpatine or Obi-Wan, there would have been problems regardless. Yeah. It was a tricky box to fill. No one was clearly happy that she was nobody after Last Jedi. Yeah. So I think Palpatine, you know, was definitely a forced thing at the end, throwing him into that movie. I'm sure you could agree. There was no prior knowledge in those other two that suggested he needed to come back in any shape or form. Uh, so that decision's, I don't know, history now. But at the same time, I would have liked to see, you know, Ray could have been a Kenobi. Cool. Yeah. But I think, once again, there would have been problems with that too, to make a smart connection to that. Yeah, see, I think the thing that annoys me most, and I think where these a lot of these articles are coming from, is the disappointment in the fact that they didn't know what they were doing. And mm. if they were going to stick with something, I, was, I would have rather them just stick with it. And I think this shows, again, the way that they decided to have three different directors originally with three different visions. Uh, comparing it to, and I know people say Marvel's a bit of a dictator, dictatorship's not the exact word to say about Kevin Feige, but uh, they're very set in their ways of what they're doing, uh, and this is what's happening. If you want, if you don't want to be a part of this, then go. Um, yeah. And it seems like most directors buy into that in the end and go, okay, well, I can make my Marvel movie, and, and I do have a bit of freedom besides certain things um, that they has, have to get done. But we've seen with a lot of the Star Wars stuff that Kathleen Kennedy has said goodbye to a lot of good directors and good people because it doesn't fit their vision, but then it feels like something like this um, doesn't have much of a vision. Yeah. So that's the thing that's uh, annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got you, Jads. I can see you. I can see you, mate. Uh, Jads is just going off quickly. He's got the window cleaners in. So uh, we'll just continue talking uh, about this. And I think this is one thing that I'm going to ask you guys and we'll put up an Instagram at some point uh, this week is – would have you preferred if they'd gone with something at the start of this Star Wars series and gone, episode seven, this is what we want? And I know John Boyega himself has come out in the last week discussing similar things, that his character was supposed to be something in episode five, oh, sorry, episode seven and eight and nine, and after episode seven, he just sort of got pushed to the side a little bit. And that, for me, uh, it's kind of disappointing. So, Jads, I just continued talking while you dealt with the window cleaner. I don't know if that's a euphemism or not. Um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I was just I was just saying to the fans at the moment, just talking about John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, how the stories did change from uh, seven, eight, nine, and I think maybe when they signed up at the start of episode seven, they were thinking of maybe something different and, and the way things moved across into the end of those films. So, um, yeah, that, that's where we're at with that now, Jads. You've got a bit of news, another bit of news. Yeah, yes. So, um, obviously, to compete. Um, I'll go into this in a bit in a second, but Xbox have announced their pricing. And so that will be coming out November. So Nintendo have thrown in kind of a bit of a huge announcement. Uh, They've announced the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So this is coming out uh, November 20th for the Switch. And similar to Breath of the Wild, it's a hack and slash RPG, which is set 100 years before Breath of the Wild. And in this, uh, you can play is the whole kind of, uh, all the characters from the prior game, um, Breath of the Wild. So this, this is a prequel, um, but in this one you're expecting massive battles yeah. between the forces of Hyrule and uh, playing as all the dynasty kind of characters, uh, the four champions um, from Breath of the Wild. Interesting. So I haven't played any of the Zeldas lately. It's not really my game, but I think it's more just the fact that I've only recently again got into the Switch and stuff, and I've, I've never really sat down and officially played it. So this might be something to open the window and the door for me in, uh, in that sort of realm of games. Mm. It's a perfect time to release it because obviously it's going to compete um, with uh, the new release of the PlayStation 5 and yeah. Xbox Series X. So it's a good time you know, to release it so people think, well, I might keep my Switch and at least get this game because at this rate with Infinity, Infinite Delay, Halo Infinite, there's not much on the Xbox and, you know, PlayStation, you know, still kind of yet to show their lineup. Well, I think this is still the the biggest thing, and I know um, Xbox have obviously released their fan and then their fridge, uh, two different versions of the Xbox Series X, uh, as both images and both designs look like. But I think the thing that's really annoying me at the moment with both with all of this stuff is there's really no games, there's no necessary thing. And I was reading an article earlier today, basically just saying there's no reason you need to buy this stuff at Christmas. All the games that are going to be on them can be played on the PS4, 
games will be at a similar level. Now, obviously, some might not be processing at faster rate, or you might have to wait five seconds for, for something to load. But at the moment, there's no real games that are flicking your fingers like, God, I've got to buy that. So it's not like back in the day, I remember, I don't know if we've spoken about this previously, but the difference between PS2 and PS3 when, say, FIFA came out, it was all your 2K games, etc., your sport games. The graphics jumped so much, it was like, oh, shit, I have to buy this now. Whereas, and even between the 3 and 4 was a massive jump, but here, the 4 is so good, there's, certain, there's not a load of things where I'm like, shit, I need to buy the version of this game on the 5. So, again, for both of us, we'll most likely buy these consoles at Christmas time. But if you want to save money, uh, for me, I'm sort of hitting the point where I'm like, is it necessary? Unless they start blowing out some games soon. But nothing yeah. for me is really hitting or tickling my fancy where I'm like, shit, I have to get this game on Christmas Day or around December time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, going into that news, I may as well go on with the Xbox news. Yeah. So, Series X S uh, is coming in. Uh, at $499 Australian, which yeah. is the lower, less costly version. That will be out November 10th. So as well what's, as the the, what's the difference? What, so that's the one that doesn't have a disc entry into it, yes. isn't it? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, correct. The Series S doesn't have a disc drive and it can't be done at 4K. Yeah. This, it's a slightly lower resolution um, due to some of the hardware. And then the Xbox Series X is seven hundred and fifty dollars, and that will be out November tenth as well. So, can, so can I, and there's sorry. not a whole lot of in the specs. Yeah, mm. can, can I just ask you a serious question? What's the point if it's not four K? Like seriously, isn't that just the same as the current Xbox? Really? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I think without the disc drive and you know some of the specs, so it's very minor. Um, minor aspects of it. So it's, you know, the Series S is four teraflops, 12.15 teraflops. RAM's different comparisons, like 16 to 10 gigabytes. Um, So, yeah, so the performance target for the Series X is 4K up to 60 FPS, whereas it's uh, 1440p at 60 FPS for the Series S. Um. Mm. That probably just went over your head. No, but no, 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 no. But, but I look at this the straight up, like for me, those numbers do go a little bit over my head, to be perfectly honest with you. But mm. I, I look at a lot of things and I go, more for me is like I'm going straight to this Xbox Series S and just going next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. Being The game console people need to, to get it out of their heads that smaller is better. Like to it's the same with your phones. It's getting thinner. No, I'd rather just have good freaking battery life. So How here, it? Yeah. yeah, 4K upscaling for games and 4K streaming. Like, So if there is 4K, yes. But you need to have, like, it's not like it's not better just to be small. Like, And then I'd rather have the better processing and stuff because the PlayStation at the moment is just having the two, one without the disc and that's it. But it's going to be quite similar, isn't it, from my understanding? Or am I wrong? Please educate us. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you know, at the same time, if you seriously, if you want to save that extra $250, yeah. Then and you don't want you're not really heavy on discs and you don't really have a 4K TV or you're not too fussed about you know how good the resolution is. Then my gosh, you've still got a fantastic deal in the Xbox uh, S. Yeah, it's still a very good deal. Um, once again, for Australians, seven hundred and fifty dollars is still very costly. Yeah, like that's even more than the Xbox One when it originally came out. What six seven years ago? So yeah, releasing November 10. So it's not actually that far off in. Uh in the world, but it's like, again, what is the games that are coming out at release time? So it's like Halo Infinite, it's coming 2021. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly the thing. They've moved uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla down uh, to the 10th as well to release with the yeah. Xbox, um, but they're pretty much just relying on their Xbox Game Pass, um, which yeah. EA Play will be included now. So you have a whole lot of streamable and downloadable games, but nothing brand new coming to the console at the time of release, which is really disappointing. Yeah, that's disappointing for me too because at the moment I'm like, mm, no thanks. Again, I'm going to be buying the PlayStation and and buying uh, – what, what do we say the PlayStation looks like? Um, um, a white uh, yeah. heater fan. So this, either, either way, yeah. yeah I'm just going through scrolling now. It's just such a pain in the ass because I'm like, 750 bucks you get one controller, correct? So you're going to have to buy yeah. another controller to play with mates. That's eight fifty charging docks, cables, headphones. It's a thousand dollar exercise. This shit's not cheap. And then plus, it's you you like your PS four or whatever already. You just got to get rid of it. It just then collects dust. It becomes your beach house thing. It becomes your other thing. It's like, and you can't sell that stuff now. It just sits in a box. 
and, yeah, and as of exactly right, it becomes a beach house yeah. item, doesn't it? You know, if you if you do have a beach house, yeah, or your shack or wherever it is, like you know, or your third TV room and whatever it's like, and this stuff's still really good. So no, again, that for me um, is, is a little little bit annoying and weird. Mm. So the next thing I want to for talk sure. about is uh, the uh, spoke about at the start of the show is, and this is a, he- a news heavy sort of uh, start to then as we continue on because there's a lot going on and lots to chat about but the Dune trailer Denis Villeneuve's uh, new movie coming out at the end of this year again please check dates closer to uh, release later in the year and pending where you are in the world now give us your first thoughts on this Jads because I don't know much about this I've tried to actually stay clear besides me now buying the book that I probably won't read and that was $15 I'm never getting back but this is supposed to be this ridiculously big sci-fi adventure, Star Wars before Star Wars. What did this three-minute trailer do for you? Because a lot of the color grading was the same. A lot of the characters sort of looked like and they're in the same gear. What does this do for you? And the cast is ridiculous, but but please. And then we'll go through it a little bit. But what does this do for you? This first well, trailer. Yeah, uh, my opinion. I don't have a whole lot of opinions. I, it's one of those things. I kind of just want to see it for what it is when it comes out. Yeah. Um, I've only watched a bit of the trailer because I actually want to go into this movie pretty pretty free yeah. on not knowing. Because once again, I know you've read the book and I know it was a movie in the 80s and whatnot. I haven't read the but book. The I've just t- bought the book. Oh, well, you've got the book. You've I've the bought book. it. You'll be reading it soon, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but once again, I love all the actors and it's a, I know it's a very unique sci-fi kind of tale. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm just keen to see it. I have no real opinions it looks good you know good action good sounds like a very unique story but i i, I kind of just want to go into it um come its release date yeah so um recommend everyone to to go watch the trailer and i think this is probably the only one they're actually going to put out depending on when this thing does obviously yeah, get released but uh timothy chalamet rebecca ferguson oscar isaac josh brolin stellan starsgard uh dave batista zendaya uh Chang Chen, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. Um, again, obviously directed by Denis Villeneuve. Music is done by Hans Zimmer. So again, this is a ridiculously huge cast, a huge production. Uh, banking on also the star power that they're putting together with the cast. So again, I'm interested to see how this goes. Again, putting Timothy Chalamet in this role is again, hoping to at least get the the tweens to be interested um, in what they now say is the biggest teen heartthrob around. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm sort of like you at the moment. I don't know too much about this. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm hoping it doesn't flop um, and I'm hoping it is actually good. But I know Denis Villeneuve's stuff, some of his things can be quite decisive or divisive, sorry. Mm-hmm. And he's not a as bankable director, I think, as people sort of put him in that sort of list. Because really, yeah. in the end, his movies are ridiculous. Prisoners, Loved, Sicario, Great, uh, Arrival, Outstanding, Blade Runner, I think we both loved. But they haven't been smash hits at the box office because he is sort of a little iffy and a lot of that sort of stuff. So um, that's, just, that's just where it's, that's just where it's at. They've thrown him a big budget and it's a risk because, yeah. you know, I think if Blade Runner 2049 doesn't get traction – then how does this have much hope? Yeah. You know, it's uh, June as a, you know, as a story, it, it's not really mainstream as such, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. People know about it, but until this gets lots of promotional material and whatnot, I think it might actually struggle to get those box office numbers to reach its uh, budget. So the thing that scares me a tad, but also I'm intrigued to just going through here, there's a planned sequel because apparently he, this movie only that, like only covers the first half of the book. There's a planned um, for Warner Media on HBO, a planned spin-off uh, prequel series, but it does scare me a tad that this won't do the whole book. And I feel like sometimes fans with this sort of stuff can then get angry at that and be like, well, it hasn't covered it. Like, what if it doesn't get greenlit or whatever? So that's just something for me. But um, as Dino even said to us um, last week when when we saw New Mutants, um, that it is such a complex world and so many characters. Maybe this does need multiple films uh, to to nail it, and it's very hard to to put on screen. So that for me uh, is interesting. Any last thing to say about Dune, Jads? Um, yeah, well, I think out of all the costume design I've ever seen, mm. um, 
some of the stuff that they're wearing in this trailer, whether it's the robes or yeah. Josh Brolin's suit of armor. Yeah. I'm very, it looks very cool. So I have worked on that and did all these costumes to put it the way it looks. It looks very cool. Yeah. Aesthetically, aesthetically, it looks fantastic. No, I think you've nailed it there. Um, so, Jeds, shall we? Uh, you got anything else newsworthy uh, at the Not moment? Not newsworthy, but I think we can lead into one of our main topics this week with movies you have to see and some of the biggest movies uh, this fall. Yeah, so fall for us to – we don't call it fall. Do we call it fall? We don't call it fall. Either. Well, fall of the year, I guess because of autumn, you know. We call it autumn. We don't call it hemisphere. fall. We don't no, but they call it fall because of that. No, but, no I'm yeah. saying but us, we don't call it fall in Australia. We call no. it autumn. We don't be like, God, how's how's this fall season? Like, we don't say that here in Oz. <laughs> God, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> believe it's gone from winter to fall. Like, so. Um, <laughs> down in Alabama. Down yeah, in no, Alabama. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think what we're going to do is just going to go through some different movies and what we sort of predict and um, our excitement for these uh, as we push through. Again, as I said at the top of the show, and again, as I said um, with Dune, all these things are ridiculously changing. The dates are changing. So I don't think we're going to even play around with dates at the moment, Jads, because Mm. things, depending on where you are in the world, will move um, a week here or there. It's great to hear that in Los Angeles now, they're looking like drive-ins might open up with obviously social distancing and pending people and vehicles, etc. But over here in Australia, movie cinemas are open. Uh, you can pretty much sit wherever besides they're not they're opening not. up full cinemas. So in the end, it's like there will be spaces between if you buy seats, you can buy in a block, but then the next block, etc. Um, as things sort of move along. So where do you want to start first, Jads, um, with, with the movies you're most excited for? Yeah, well, in terms of our recommendations, yeah. I think uh, Dune definitely hits yeah. that list. If it does fall and is released the end of this year, I think that's definitely yeah. one where everyone's yeah. excited for, including yourself. Um, but I think my first film, um, obviously, it was delayed for March this year. New trailer came out last week, uh, but No Time to Die. Yeah. So this is obviously Daniel Craig's fifth Bond film. And it's now got a new release date of the 12th of November. So uh, this is something that's, I don't know, been, you know, everyone's been pretty excited for for a while. And it's Daniel Craig's fifth and final outing. So everyone's going to be interested to see how he actually ends it. And like we've had in our James Bond episode, you know, where they replace it with a female Bond after this or where this actually goes or whether, you know, Bond dies, probably not. Uh, but no, I think this is. Definitely one of my more hype films uh, to end the year with. What do you think? Uh, I have to tend to agree with you because we were so close to seeing this. So we close in, in the world. It was like, it was a week away, wasn't it? It was just about that. It was that close. They yeah. were doing, yeah, two weeks, yeah. yeah they, they were doing press junkets. They were doing everything. It was just about to blow up and boom, no. So I'm, I'm at the level with this is I just want to see it. No more trailers. Thank you very much. Give me the movie. Let me sit down for two and a half hours, see Daniel Craig run around again. He's been in this role now 15, 16 years. He's looking old for it, I actually think. It's not Mm -hmm. like when he – again, baby-faced is not the thing, but Casino Royale, um, he obviously does look a lot younger. And I think where this James Bond franchise comes in and the differences between that and as we've spoken about previously, even Mission Impossible – is even seeing the latest stunts now from Thomas Cruise, as we spoke about earlier in this episode, is I think I'm more excited though for those than the Bond movies and, and how they sort of they sort of push on. So I don't really care for the lore or this one's going to be connected to some other Bond bad guy or someone in his past. I'm kind of actually would wish they just did a Bond where someone's just like keen to, I know, get rid of all the water on the earth or is keen to bring a, some satellite down or some shit and Bond's just got to save it. Nothing has to, not everything has to be connected with like his personal life. Does it have to? What's your thoughts on that, Jads? Cause I, yeah, I'm a little bit, well, I'll tell you in a second. Oh, you are. Oh, so you're going again. So I've yeah. got a, I've got a ramble. Yeah, I've got a, should I play some elevator music guys? But we'll probably end up getting cut for, um, copyright, but no. So again, for me, Bond, uh, and where that sort of goes next um, is interesting. I'm going to push on to a next one that I'm really interested in and really excited for. And we spoke about Doom before. This is uh, at the moment sort of around December date is Free Guy. Um, so that is Ryan Reynolds's new movie coming out later in the year um, with Sean Levy um, and 
uh, sorry, it's, sorry, it's produced by Sean Levy, Greg Belante, and it was supposed to be originally released earlier in the year, but now it's sort of been pushed back. So the story, um, don't you love Ryan Reynolds though? Don't you love him? It just comes out. So the story is an open world video game, Free City, um, and it's sort of like an amalgamation of Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite. Guy is a non-player character working as a bank teller, thanks to code development by programmers. Um, inserted into Free City by the publisher, Guy becomes aware of his world being a video game and takes step to make himself the hero, creating a race against time to save the game before developers can shut it down. So, Jads, I moved off Bond at the moment um, just because I really couldn't be bothered talking about it anymore and you left. That's right. So, you know this can be edited, but that's cool. All no, right. no, no, no. I don't like editing it. I just like rather it flows because, you know what, I've got to play the Avengers game at some point. So if I waste more time <laughs> editing, I can't play the Avengers game. And be severely disappointed as I continue to read reviews. But no, so at the moment, I'm talking about Free Guy, uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie. Mm, yes, no, that looks really good because yeah. obviously he has a big history yeah. um, with games. So uh, I think he, yeah, no, it looks very fun. It just looks like an action-packed um, video game where Ryan Reynolds is making very separate um, self-referential yeah. jokes the whole way through. It looks like, yeah, GTA on steroids yeah or just gta for that matter yeah and he's just taking the shit out of it really no i think uh for me this one's um, i'm sort of need a bit of a comedy with a bit of comedy action soon and i feel like i've been missing that lately and the smaller sort of cast for me just shows like again it's going to be ryan reynolds doing his thing for you know two hours and it's going to be uh, hopefully uh, a bit of a fun time so jads what's next on your releases you're interested in yeah so i think uh i think we do need to say wonder woman 1984 yeah, we've now we've got we missed this off our podcast the other week um but uh on our dc podcast but regardless this is looking like a pretty good film i i love the first one so did you and uh while the new really recent trailers haven't really given us a specific date um this might potentially be pushed back once again to 2021, but fingers crossed it still could be a full release. Yeah. Uh, but this looks, yeah, f- fantastic. Um, the first one obviously hit 1.1 billion worldwide. And I think, you know, they're bringing Chris Pine back for this and it just looks like more band between uh, uh, Gado and uh, Pine in the eighties with a great Eddie soundtrack. Now with all these things, do you feel like I'm excited for this? But I'm also not, if that's sort of, if you could say that, like I'm excited for it, but I'm also like, if I missed it, if this is one of the movies for me that we could miss in this time, I haven't been really that disappointed that it's not come out yet. Because when was it? It was originally supposed to already be out, correct? Obviously. Correct in June, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's not like, like with Black Widow or something, again, we all know, like I'm biased, I get paid by Marvel, Um, that's how, that's how I make a living Um, compared to the DC films. <laughs> but... Like if if I'm going off one of the characters, like I don't really feel that connected at the moment with this, and I'm not overly excited. I, I will go see this, and I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. But like for me, Kristen Wiig's character again, I'm not. I think probably more my problem with it is when it comes to comic book movies, I feel like I'm more connected with Marvel than DC, just in a comics based thing. Also, so mm. uh, for me, Wonder Woman just doesn't really have an affinity with me as much, but I do enjoy all the characters. Chris Pine's great. I'm a massive fan of Pedro Pascal and his role looks quite interesting, but I don't know whether it's just not having any connection to the wider world of DC is sort of annoying me with this. Uh, is that fair mm. to say? And that's... the cheetah looks as a yeah. villain looks kind of poor and a bit odd from looking at the trailers. Now I noticed as well, as each of these movies are delayed, they need another trailer to release to get the hype up again. Yeah. And I feel like Wonder Woman, similar to No Time to Die, they've almost released so much footage now that they're almost going to spoil the territory or showing a bit too much for the viewers. And it's almost ruining a little excitement. But mm. still, what they've done with this film, and from looking at the trailers, it still looks like pretty exciting. Kind yeah. of just action-packed popcorn thrill ride. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, so much of stuff is being delayed. This is definitely coming up to the top of my list. Yeah. Now, I think for all of this is, again, a thing where... I will be seeing this. Um, my excitement level is not through the roof, though. So, and I, I'm hoping more that reviews come out and people go, "This is excellent." Be excited, and that's where it's probably going to, f- probably going to fit for me um, there. And, and I just don't know what they're going to do with all this stuff with Chris Pine and and all that sort of shit. So, that for me. And then talking about female superhero movies, uh, shall we talk about Black Widow? Of course, yeah. I was hoping for you to be like, sure thing. Yeah, I thought you were going to get sure <laughs> thing cuts. And I'd be like, yes, Jack. 
that's what we want to talk about. But it was just like a, yeah, sure, like let's talk about it. If we it. have to, nah, nah, I'm, I'm pretty keen for that. Uh, but once again, like I said, you know, last podcast, you know, coming in from Endgame and, you know, far from home, I just feel like, you know, the first one of Phase 4 is, you know, as, as good as it looks, you know, the anticipation and the hype and the big action set pieces are once again being reduced to a, you know, bit of a prequel about Blackwood. Yeah. And I don't feel the hype that I would usually for a DC film entering this new phase. So the the big thing for me at, at this point is I need some, I need a reason why this movie is getting made, not just because we want to give Scarlett Johansson and female characters uh, a film. Because I think mm. I, I would rather, it, it needs to be connected with, with the wider universe and has to be a reason why we've gone back. So I'm, I'm waiting for, and I, the reason just can't be, um, what's her face? Florence Pugh is the new Black Widow. It's like, I need, I need a reason why we've gone back in between um, Civil War and uh, Infinity War Endgame style of stuff. Like, I need a serious reason why we're doing this. Um, and that's where it's sort of stressing me out a little bit. And it, it's going to do well if box office was a thing at this point anyway. Um, I'm expecting a decent movie. The action looks good. Uh, all the casting is excellent. We've spoken about this a number of times. But I just think this needs to come out. Again, regarding the Disney Plus sort of stuff, I'm not overly excited if this does just come as a release at home. I want to see this in the cinema. Again, if it came as a home release like Mulan has, I would be seeing it. Um, But from there, I would prefer it still to be big cinema sort of stuff. I don't think Marvel can take a risk um, like it has with Tenet in terms of releasing this on home video. I think they've... You know, these Marvel films are made for the big screen and I think they'll wait. They'll push everything back and they already have. So there's no rush to put this out on VOD. They may as well just release it in the cinemas when the time's right. Yeah. Uh, I think there's got to be something connecting with it there anyway. So, Jads, what's the uh, next one on your list of stuff that you're really excited for? Well, you know, I, I was about to say Kingsman, but that has once again been delayed to 2021, which is really disappointing because i was actually quite generally looking forward to that um so there's also death of the nile i'm not yeah. sure if you've seen uh, murder murder on the orient express i have not have you by any chance no okay so death of the nile um well once again uh i think it's hercule Hercule or whatever his name is um the detective uh played by kenneth brow Braneth? Braneth. yeah um uh once again so he's obviously on a boat and there's obviously going to be um, more death, another death, and uh, it's got an all-star cast. It's got Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, uh, and then Tom Bate, Tom Bateman, Adam, Adam Garcia, Russell Brand, which is really random. Um, Jennifer Saunders. So all oh, once again, it's bringing back a huge cast um, for this detective film. And at this stage, it's still on track for a 14th of October release date. Um, I, I really quite like the first one. It's it's a bit slow. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love all the actors in it because the first one, you know, had Daisy Ridley and, a, you know, a few others, you know, quite well-known people. And it's just good to see the Johnny Depp. It's good to see the chemistry go off these really yeah. random actors you never would have thought that would they would have been in the same film together. A bit like Knives Out in a way yeah. in its own kind of detective story, just bringing all these A-cast, A-list celebs and throwing them together into a murder mystery. It's a lot of fun. It's no Knives Out in terms of the entertainment sphere, but it's a, it's a bit of a slow burn. But the first one was really good, and so it's got me enough hype to get excited for Death in the Now. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I think all this sort of stuff is uh, for me is an interesting one because it sort of jumped into my uh, Sunday afternoon list of stuff to watch and becomes a part of my um, show and tell segment of the show because I feel like this will be one, one of those ones. I'll, I'll probably end up seeing this in cinema because anything that comes out soon, I'm going to want to go watch. Um, but obviously, the first one, the the Murder on the Orient Express, uh, that will be um, one that I will probably put on my list when I find it on a streaming service here in Knotts. So um, that's that's where it is for me there. Um, now, so uh, I'm just – because I've got two, three different lists up, lists up here for stuff that's still out mm. in 2020, and they're all different. So this is where it's annoying me. <laughs> Movie <laughs> releases. Let me just – I'm going to go off another list now and just make sure um, – that because uh, there's another one here's like oh things have changed again i'm like i know they keep changing uh, what month yeah, are yeah that's just? the thing so, uh, none of these dates are um a given really are they but unfortunately from looking though 
hopefully these will all stick to it. Um, but while you're looking, there's just one I just want to throw in the mix. It's the Pixar movie Soul. Um, so it's about a musician who's lost his passion for music and is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. So it looks very, um, very different. Uh, it looks like Pixar taking a very different approach. It stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey. Uh, it looks very similar to Inside Out in terms of its very different kind of approach. Yeah. Uh, but whether that will come out uh, based on um, their movie that released uh, in early March. Um, yeah, we'll just have to um, see. No, uh, so that's, yeah, there's West Side Story still coming out. Nah, not overly excited for that. Uh, that's late in December. But a lot of stuff's still getting pushed back a little bit. So now, Jad, uh, as I said to everyone here again, what movies are you excited for um, in 2020? And um, what, yeah, what, what movies do you want to see? And then hopefully what movie, more importantly to us, what movie do you not want to get pushed back to 2021? Um so as we push through, is there anything else you want to finish on this segment, Jads? Um, well, kind of looking back, obviously I want to see Mulan. But other than that, I think it's so hard to actually differentiate what's going to be delayed, pushed back, and yeah. a lot of it probably will end up coming back in 2021. So the ones I've listed, um, June, James Bond, Black Widow, um, you know, yeah. River on the Nile, whatever, um, they're all probably the most keen ones because unfortunately everything else has been pushed back 2021 21 2021 will be a fantastic year for film because of all these pushbacks so i think we just gotta be happy with everything that we're getting i think you've nailed it there mate and i think that's what we have to be uh, most excited about in in this situation is we're gonna have a ridiculously good year next year so we the one thing i wanted to chat is you brought up mulan um and we probably won't talk about that until it gets to and it's released for free. But I was listening to some people talk about it on other podcasts and, and reading some stuff regarding it. And if we are going to do more direct um, and if in a world where we have to do more of this is sort of direct to your home downloads is where are you putting your phone then Like when you watch that movie? Because in the cinema, we both sort of put our phones to the side, we switch them off or we turn them on silence. Mm. Once we take our little picture of the uh, opening credits slide. Of course. Um, but when you're at home, because the current movie, like last night, and I'll talk about the movie I, w- I watched for um, Show and Tell uh, later. But like I have my phone, I'm sort of checking it here and there. Like you're doing a little bit of stuff, and it's not like oh, okay, I'm a hundred percent focused. But if I'm paying thirty bucks for Mulan, I'd have to be focused, correct? Would you be doing the correct. same thing? Correct. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I think the price you pay for the film is based on how much attention you're going to be paying to it. Yeah. So if I have my Disney Plus subscription at what well, already eight bucks, and then I pay another thirty on top of that. Yeah. I'm going to be watching pretty well, unless yeah. I, you know, whereas I watch, download a film or Netflix, you know, my attention span won't be there. But for $39 to watch one film, I will be definitely looking yeah. at it and paying for my full attention for sure. And I think that's, I think that's fair. So, Jads, we'll move on uh, to show and tell. And you know what time it is? Time for the school bell. But so what have you watched uh, this week or played? Or how's your thoughts on the Avengers game, et cetera, your Tony Hawk experiences? <laughs> so yeah so i would say i started playing the avengers i'm probably about a knock maybe a quarter way through the about 12 hour campaign um so i'm enjoying it so far it's uh from what i've seen from reviews too they always agree that the storyline's good it just gets a bit messy once yeah. the story's over and i'm loving the story um you play as uh camilla khan yeah how you pronounce it yeah so you're, she's obviously a huge Marvel fan and you start the game. I'm not sure if you've played it yet. This isn't a spoiler, but you do start it at an Avengers uh, showcase and you're yeah. going around collecting comics and it's a really good way to start it. So in this world, obviously, the Avengers are real and she comes yeah. across as any Marvel fan would, like you, you and myself, you yeah. know, just absolute nerd, you know, crushing over Thor and meeting him. Uh, and then obviously something big happens and uh, she gains her powers but at this stage, I'm enjoying it. Playing as her, the gameplay is really fun. You really feel the weight as you play. You know, I'm over, I've only played as the Hulk and her so far. But um, and then maybe a few characters in the prologue, but not enough to get a feel for them. Uh, and it's really fun. It, it's a bit of bit repetitive. You're constantly fighting robots and maybe like five different enemy types, so it gets a bit repetitive. Yeah. But um, it's the really strict, like very uncharted Tomb Raider in terms of how strict some of these control parts are you, you know, you're running away from something or uh, it keeps, you know, keeps attention going. It's a bit where you're running away from the Hulk, like you are, you know, Black Widow yeah. in the movie. And it's really quite exciting and it's linear, but 
exciting at the same time and it kind of keeps the tension of the story up. Um, I'm not that far, so I assume you do unlock, obviously, Iron Man and all that down the track. Uh, And I just hope it keeps this kind of linear narrative path because otherwise it's going to be a great story. But if it deviates from that, it will probably not be as enjoyable for Mm. me because there there is a gear system and it doesn't feel like it should be part of this game. And I think that's the biggest complaint too. You know, you're constantly upgrading your gear when it feels like, what, I'm upgrading Hulk's gear? Really? He's he's just wearing shorts. Um, So little things like that are a bit annoying, take you out of it. Uh, your your inventory, inventory, uh, your items uh, space gets a bit too um, inventory. Stages inventory. What did I say? Yeah, geez, my English is great. Uh, but anyway, you're taking that out and you're constantly finding yourself with a full backpack and all this kind of stuff. It's a bit frustrating, and it just would be nice if you could just stick to that maybe for the multiplayer side. Yep. But overall, initial impressions, I'm loving it actually. Yeah, very good. So for me, that is uh, on the list for later tonight. So I've finally done all the download. It's just sitting there ready to play. Um, so I'll give everyone my thoughts on on that on next week's episode. So I finally watched last night for my show and tell, uh, 21 Bridges. So the mm. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, so I always thought it was directed by the Russo brothers, but it's not. It's produced by the Russo brothers. Um, mm. And I'm actually just going to check. Was Brian Kirk directed uh, previously, he's just a bit of a TV director. Um, bit of game. Oh, he's done. Oh, he did some Game of Thrones stuff, Boardwalk Empire. Okay, so he's just a bit more of a, a TV director. Um, I thought maybe he was related in a way to the Russo brothers, maybe in any of their Marvel movies that they've done. So, um, again, seems like it's. Would you agree with me, Jad? A bit of a run of the mill cop drama uh, regarding finding some fugitives and whether the fact that there's some dirty cops in New York City is that the best yeah, way to sort of describe I, I, it. Oh, yeah, it does pretty much. I yeah. think 21 Bridges is as generic as it gets. I wasn't actually that excited to watch it to start with. I was going to walk away from it. Um, but I did enjoy it. It's um, It doesn't really add much to the genre, does it? It's no. pretty much just him. In, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers, yeah. but J.K. Simmons is fantastic in it, like he always is. Yeah. And uh, it's essentially Chad Chadwick Boseman just Boswick trying to chase down some criminals, uh, two criminals on the loose for yeah. killing heaps of guys. And it gets a bit more complicated than that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's just run of the mill. It's, Fun watch. It's your uh, Sunday night watch. I think now is my new category of movies. It's your, it's not much on. Scroll it's through. What? It's a big list. Yeah. a big list. Your Sunday night movies. Yeah. But it's just, for me, I was just scrolling through um, and I was like, oh yeah, I never actually watched this. I'll, support me me chad uh while he's up there now and i was like yeah i'll watch it and again you show by the fact there's 33 million dollar budget just made under 50 million dollars worldwide so i didn't really have the clamor for it and i think this again shows for a lot of these actors themselves uh it is the character not the actor themselves that smashes the box office and we've spoken about this at, at different times and that could be nearly a uh, example of a podcast uh, later down the track but for me, I was like, you know what? The cast is good. You've got Sienna Miller, uh, Taylor. You know when Taylor Kitsch is in something? Now, hasn't his career just not really blossomed as he expected? Yeah, it's. Uh, I always think he looks like Chris Pine a little bit. Yeah. He goes in and out, in and out. What, Battleship and then yeah. something else big. He's always been just pushed to the background, a bit like Jai Courtney. Yeah. Except he's never actually had a main role. He's always just been that secondary character or that first character just in a really big film that didn't perform very well at all. Well, so... Forgetting it, how old do you reckon? Uh, this is we're just really diverting off here. How old do you reckon Taylor Kitsch is? I'm gonna guess, uh, he looks young, but I'm gonna guess based on that question, he's a bit older. So let's say 41. He's 39. So again, we forget okay. when he was in Friday Night Lights as Tim Riggins, great show again for anyone who um watched that. But he got that John Carter role, and I think that's why, again, like he finishes his work with Friday Night Lights. That was only 2012 when that movie flopped. Um, mm. That feels like it was a lot longer ago, and he was obviously um, Gambit in X Men Origins Wolverine. But when I saw him rock up in the movie, and I was like, "He's the bad like these guys are going to be the bad guys in this." I was like, "Oh God, he's really just been." He would have been thinking in 2012, "I'm going to be the one leading these action movies," and now he's just basically bad guy number one. And that's the best way to talk about him. Yeah, uh, in, yeah. in in this movie, but no, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's a fine watch. It's enjoyable um, as as much as you can sort of. Uh, you can enjoy it, but do you want to just, can I just talk a little spoilers for this one? If I'm just going to say to everyone to pause for two minutes, just, I want to talk about yeah. like a movie trope that I don't enjoy a little bit. So spoilers, anyone, if you haven't seen 21 bridges, pardon me. Um, and come back in. Th- I'm going to put the timer on now for, 
uh, two minutes, okay? And then you can come back. So you know what really annoys me is in these movies, Jads, when your J.K. Simmons type character comes into it and you go, bad guy, bad guy. Because you're not getting J.K. Simmons to play the role of that guy unless he's the bad guy because you want that one scene in the movie, what was at the end with him and Chadwick at his house, where they actually acted, where they actually finally acted and they actually had a scene that was longer than one or two minutes and they he had to tell him why he was doing it and I was like, okay, shit, this is why J.K. Simmons is in this movie. But the problem with that is when he walks in in that first scene, I'm like, that's he's the bad guy. Did you get that feeling? Too when you watched I, it, I did. I funny you said that. I didn't because okay. I think they almost cast him because J.K. Simmons is well, he's not always the bad guy. Um, but he he's almost something. He's almost respectable. Yeah. In the way he came across compared to the other cops, so I didn't. I did get before the re- reveal that he was bad, but at the same time, it wasn't my first impression. So okay. yeah, yeah, you're on the ball a bit more than I was. There. Uh, I probably just read into castings too much because I'm like, when he wasn't also the like really connected with the movie in a way. Like, it was just a supporting character. I'm like, there's obviously going to be something wrong here with how the, the story works out in the first 15 minutes. Well, again, um, anyone can come back in now and we'll stop our little spoilery spot. But how, how it works is like, okay, that's that's what I'm expecting. So uh, anything else, Chads, that you've watched in this last week? Uh, well, no. No, I've been uh, mostly watching, um, playing, sorry, The Avengers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that will probably take up my time for this week and any remaining time until I finish that. Um, otherwise, not that I know of. No, so I um, just continued uh, watching um, the Amazon uh, Tottenham series. So three episodes of that have been released. Very good. So that that sort of occupied my Monday or Tuesday whenever that came out. I just saw before too. Um, got a notification for the boys. So that's going to be watching that tonight. And we'll probably save the boys episodes four, five, and six, maybe for like two or three weeks down the line. We'll have a chat about that and we'll then finish off the season when that does go. Did you see also that the the boys season two is getting a lot of ne- a lot of negative reviews just because of the fact from fans that it's not released in one hit? The classic. Uh, I did, and that's silly. Don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah don't listen to it. Them. That that really annoyed me. So, a, a, yeah. Anything else to end this week's show on Jets? Uh, no, apart from uh, hope you enjoyed it and go and see all those movies come full and we'll update you with the release dates if they change in future episodes. No, so again, as always, um, because there's not really much coming out at the moment. We don't want to just push, and now the boys is not a season, just full drop and all this sort of shit. So anything you want us to talk about, I'll flick us through with a message uh, and then we'll go from there. So Jads, everyone can find you where? Uh, Jack underscore Mason 22 on Twitter and Instagram. So give us a follow there and screenland.net. Yeah, and you can follow me. We will be cuts. As always, everyone, thank you. Uh, uh, you made me laugh then, sorry. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Bye.